Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You're listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 278 of Linux in the Ham Shack. This is our Weekender edition where we're going to talk about some upcoming events in the amateur radio and open source world, some things to do over the next fortnight, and just things of interest to people who like open source and amateur radio. And we're probably just going to go ahead and dive right on into the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. But before we do that, we'll let you know who's going to be talking to you tonight. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. All right, so without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into the weekend in amateur radio and what kind of contests are coming up over the next 14 days or so. And uh, Bill's going to take us through what's coming up this week anyway. Yeah, CQ, 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 CQ contest. This is uh, the weekend of CQ Worldwide WPX contest, the single sideband edition. It's uh, running from Zero Zulu, uh, March 30th, to 2359 Zulu, March 31st. It's, uh, of course, somebody is calling my house right now. That's pretty funny. <laughs> CQ, CQ, CQ. Yeah, see, someone's CQing me right now. <laughs> and it, come, it comes through my uh, my Google phone. So <laughs> yeah, I hear it in my headset. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, 48 hours. Uh, single operator stations may operate the 36 of the 48-hour contest. Off times must be a minimum of 60 minutes during which no QSO is logged. Multi-operator stations may operate the full 48 hours. And this has a very simple exchange. It's just your RST plus the serial. So 59001, 59002, 59003. Super, super easy. Uh, you're collecting prefixes. So pretty much uh, you can work anyone, anywhere. It doesn't matter. Uh, even, you know, US stations, you can work because, you know, you need KE4, KD4, KC4, KA4, <laughs> any, <four. laughs> any prefix, <laughs> any four, right? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's a prefix contest. So that, that's what you're trying to get. The prefixes are your multipliers. Um, so yeah, you'll get more points, obviously, for DX1s, but still, uh, you know, get them all, you know, work everyone. Uh, the bands, it's 160 through 10, no work. And of course, mode is SSB. So uh, you'll find those uh, rules linked in the show notes. Uh, we also have a sprint going on. We have the Feldhell sprint, and it's running from zero Zulu to 2359 Zulu on March 30th. It's, it's a one-day, 24-hour contest. And it's uh, basically a worked all-Africa-Asia-Europe-Oceana sprint. Um, lots of different uh, categories for operation here. Max power is 100 watts. So don't be uh, breaking out the old uh, you know alpha power you know alpha amplifier for this one uh the bands are 160 through six meters so you do get a little tiptoe up there into vhf land uh, but there is no work and of course the mode is feld hell so uh get your feld hell on this weekend and those rules are also linked in the show notes 
Don't start again. <laughs> All right. He said linked. He said held hell. Okay. Uh, next weekend, we have the Florida State Parks on the air. That's going to run April 16th uh, from 1400 Zulu to 2200 Zulu and April 7th, 1400 Zulu to 2200 Zulu. And this contest is to promote public awareness of ham radio and Florida State Park System to compute, okay, to contribute to the recognition and appreciation of Florida's diverse ecology, to encourage camaraderie and sportsmanship among Florida's amateur radio operators, and to provide a venue for Florida amateurs to get out and enjoy operating in the great outdoors. Uh, you can operate on 80 through 10 meters, no work bands, all modes are encouraged, and you get a bonus for working contacts via satellite. First time I think I've seen that actually. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. It is interesting, but that's pretty cool. Links to the information about the contest and rules will be in the show notes, of course. And then we have the SPDX contest, which goes from April sixth through April seventh, fifteen hundred Zulu to fifteen hundred Zulu, twenty four hour period. Technically, what a twenty four hour and one minute period. Uh, this contest organized by the PZK, Polish Amateur Radio Union, Polski Zwijek Krotzflak Wolkow, something like that. There's cow there. So, you know, <laughs> right. Get that yeah, part right. I'd include that. <laughs> uh, in cooperation with the, uh, some Polish person is going to call me up and just let me have yeah, it. Let for you that. Have it yeah. <laughs> uh, in cooperation with the SPDX club is for amateurs around the world to contact as many Polish stations in as many provinces of Poland as possible. Polish stations use the following prefixes. Three Z hotel Foxtrot Sierra November Sierra Oscar Sierra Papa and Sierra Quebec. Uh, this contest will run on 160 through 10 meters. No work bands, of course, and you can operate on single sideband and CW all the information on those. Rules will be in the show notes, so check it out. Cheryl, you want to do our special events? Sure. Our first one is the 40th anniversary of Whiskey Six Romeo Oscar aboard the Queen Mary. Uh, frequencies are 14340, 14048, 7.240, and 7.040 or 040. It runs April 1st through May 1st. 0 Zulu to 1,600 Zulu daily. There's an extra zero there. <laughs> 16,000 yeah, 16, daily. Wow. Yeah, I was like, are wow. my eyes really failing me you that You get bad? to operate, uh, what is that, 15,600 hours a day. So. There you go, yeah. <laughs> kind of feels That's like the kind of life. schedule I need, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you will be helping them celebrate 40 years aboard the Queen Mary with the month-long special event. And the next one is the Petal Southern Miss Powwow. The call sign is Whiskey Zero Whiskey. Uh, Frequencies 14.033, and 10.115. It's April 8th, 0-100 Zulu to April 14th. 2300 Zulu, and the event focuses on Native American culture, and it's put on by the Hattiesburg, Mississippi ARC. All right, very good. A couple of special events there to check out. One one that's a whole month long, so you got plenty of time to, to jump in on that one. Uh, I kind of like the call sign for the powwow one, W0W. That'd yeah, be kind wow, of a cool one yeah. to get. <laughs> yeah. So 
And that's that one's a, a week long too, so you got plenty of time to work that one. As well, well, the 40th anniversary is a month long, yeah. So right, right, but the the powwow one is, is a week, is week long, right? Yeah. So plenty of time to work both of those special event stations if you get out there, check it out. And uh, it doesn't say it, but the the powwow one is CW and SSB uh, based on those frequencies. There will be some CW operation and uh, single side band. So check that out. Uh, for announcements, we have a few things we should probably run through. We are still looking for topics for deep dive episodes. We have had several come in, and we've been doing a couple of those as they come up, so that's been really good. But we're always looking for more suggestions, both about deep dive topics or just any topic you have for the show or just any comments that you have for us in general. We'd love to hear them. We do have the call in line, one nine zero nine five four seven seven four six nine, which no one's used in a long time. So okay. if you want to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we normally put those calls in the air, but if you don't want to hear yourself on the air, just, just let us know us and right. we won't do it. So there's that. Then there's Hamvention 2019 coming up. It's about seven weeks away as of the release of this episode. Uh, that will be from May 17th through the 19th. And so that's coming up real quick. We do have our Hamvention 2019 campaign that's ongoing. Uh, we're almost half the way to our goal. So thanks, everybody, who supported us so far. We can still use those donations. It's a $5 minimum, but every $5 helps. Uh, we only need a little over 100 more $5 donations, and we'll be there. Uh, the URL for that is urlbctsinfo stroke hvc2019, and that's all over the website, social media, and everywhere else. So if you can donate, please do. And either way, just please share this everywhere. Sharing lets people know that we're looking for funding, and it really helps out in the long run. Uh, we want to thank those people who have already donated. We have uh, Don Gover, Don Rhodes, Michael Johnson, Corey Shields, Steve Sainer, Rich Harover, Maria Myers, Ed Matthews, Dr. Ed Matthews, uh, Christopher Pakulski, Robert Orenberg, Steve Sandelier, and an anonymous donation. Anonymous. <laughs> anonymous. Uh, so he's donating to our campaign and taking down the government from the inside all at once. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Very good. Uh, we can dispense with this one because that's already been taken care of. Uh, we want to let people know that we have a YouTube channel. We are hoping to put more content up there in the near future. But if you have not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do that. Just search for Linux in the Ham Shack on YouTube. You'll find it. And uh, when we do put some new stuff up there, you'll be the first to see it. Make sure to click on the little bell icon so you get notifications when there's new content. And then we're almost up to 1,000 Twitter followers. And when we get there, we will have a contest of some kind. Uh, the rules and details and all of that we have not decided yet. But we will be giving something away that you will want to have as soon as we get to 1,000 Twitter followers. So if you have not yet followed us on Twitter, please do that. We'll give them a half-eaten chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> Okay. I said it would be something they actually want. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> all right. So anyway, that's all we have in the way of announcements. So with that, we'll go to our ham radio challenge for the next fortnight. And based on the last episode, episode number 277, we talked about a couple of companion applications to the WSJTX suite of modes and they are jt alarm for windows or alarm jt for linux and your challenge should you choose to accept it is to try one of those two and use them as a companion app as a helper application for wsjtx the next time you're trying to work dxcc or worked all states or some other thing uh using ft8 or jt65 
And then we have open source stuff. We're going to move out of amateur radio for now. We'll talk a little bit about open source. So, Bill, you want to handle this one? Sure. <laughs> I think I did the copy all right. You should be able to handle it. That's okay. Slackware. This is a distro you should try. I'm not sure why, but uh, you should. <laughs> the The official release of Slackware Linux by Patrick Volkerding. 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 Yes, Patrick Volkerding is an advanced Linux operating system designed with the twin goals of ease of use and stability as top priorities, including the latest popular software while retaining a sense of tradition, providing simplicity and ease of use alongside flexibility and power. Slackware brings the best of all worlds to the table. Since it's the first since its first beta release in April of 1993, the Slackware Linux project has aimed at producing the most Unix-like Linux distribution out there. Slackware complies with the published Linux standards such as the Linux file system standard. We have always considered simplicity and stability paramount. And as a result, Slackware has become one of the most popular, stable, and friendly distributions available. Slackware Linux available in both 32-bit and 64-bit versions. It's currently based around the 4.4 Linux kernel series and the GNUC library version 2.23. It contains an easy-to-use installation program, extensive online documentation, and a menu-driven package system. And the last time I think I reviewed it, it didn't have very many uh, very many uh, applications ready to go for ham radio. So maybe it's about time I, I come back and revisit it. Well, there's a reason that Slackware is in the list tonight, and that reason is when I was at the Oris Ham Fest this last weekend, I met someone who is a listener of the program and a big Slackware user, and he's a Slackware user to the point that he is actually creating Slack builds for ham radio applications. Oh, cool. And nice. he said that he would be willing to build stuff that we talk about into Slack builds and actually come on the show and talk about using Slackware in your ham shack. Nice. So, um, so we will have sort of an in, uh, with Slackware perhaps, and maybe have an alternate view of using a different kind of Linux distribution in your shack, as opposed to Debian based distributions that we normally talk about. And if nothing else, we can push some of the ham radio stuff that we talk about into Slackware by getting more of the software available, uh, in the Slack build system. Uh, that person, by the way, is, uh, he goes by JK. His call sign is Kilo Juliet Zero Juliet Kilo. He lives here in Springfield. Uh, so we will definitely be in touch with him and you'll probably be, uh, hearing his voice on our show at some point in the future, uh, to talk about using Slackware for your Shackbox. So if you want to get a jump on that, you can try downloading Slack, Slackware now and, uh, giving it a shot and see how it works for you, at least initially. It'd be nice to have a different viewpoint at least. But instead of mine, <laughs> you don't count, Bill. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. It sucks. Stay away from that. Just go back and use Puppy Dog Linux or something. Come on, give me a break. God. <laughs> now I remember using Slackware once, long, 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 long time ago. Time yeah. Ago. Yeah. Well, apparently, like Linux in general, it's come a long way. So. We'll explore more of that in episodes to come. They need to need to update their website. It kind of feels like, uh, oh, I don't know, like the LHS podcast website. <laughs> it feels like little, 1993. Little is that what you're saying? Yeah, a little dated. <laughs> right, Bill, you, Maybe they're going for like a material or not material. What do you call it? Uh, simplistic or minimalistic design. <laughs> you find yeah. me a few more hours in a given day, and I'll definitely update the website. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, no yeah, kidding. I, I, I was on his butt <laughs> earlier about the website, so. Hey, at least I'm I'm keeping the information updated. You know, we had someone say they couldn't find contact information. I've added contact information. We had torrent issues earlier. Right, people yeah. couldn't find the torrent links. I've updated the torrent links. Um, I'm trying to keep up to date on, like, upcoming event uh, schedule and all that kind of stuff. So Awesome. Well, while it may look a little uh, Web 1.1, uh, at least the information is current. Yeah, Cheryl sure. can can actually do some web stuff if she had the password. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, pretty, pretty I sure understand too. I understand too that you know we we drive the whole podcast off of it, and if you happen to screw up your podcast feed, <laughs> <laughs> it screws everything up downstream. So yeah. yeah, you can't make any major changes without really testing things. Yeah, before Early. you, because yeah. <laughs> if you go in and break something, and all of a sudden everything says it's you know now you load Broke. up your uh, yeah you load up your feed uh, reader or whatever, and all of a sudden every post from like uh, two what ten years ago comes through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We just I mean, posted episode one yesterday. Great, that's yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do understand that the website needs a, a facelift, but. That's that's a project of monumental proportion. So, um, which you can get yeah. on right after you get the taxes done. Yeah, that yeah. there's that. <laughs> hey, I got right. my taxes done. I just haven't paid them yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Russ hasn't even started on ours yet. <clears throat> yeah. So, well, I shouldn't have to pay anything. I'm just lazy. All right. So, moving on from taxes, let's talk about upcoming open source events. And Cheryl, since you dumped all of these in here, I'm going to let you decipher them. Okay. <laughs> Seems simple enough. Okay. <laughs> so our first event, which runs from fri- Friday the 29th and into Saturday the 30th, is DevOps Days in Vancouver. It's a worldwide series of technical conferences covering topics of software development, IT infrastructure, operations, and the intersection between them. Each event is run by volunteers from the local area. And additional details about the conference is available at DevOps Days. Um, and you can search for Vancouver. Uh, the next one is Cloud Foundry North America, which is April 2nd, Tuesday through April 4th, which is Thursday. Uh, their statement says whether you're a contributor or a committer building the platform or you're using the platform to attain your business goals, Cloud Foundry North America Summit is where developers, operators, CIOs, and other IT professionals go to share the best practices and innovate together. And that website is cloudfoundry.org. And it's uh, NA Summit 2019. You didn't mention that it was in Philadelphia. Oh, sorry. Yep. I, <laughs> I skipped that. It's in Philadelphia. Yes. yes. So there you go. And then the last one is Open Networking Summit North America in San Jose. And it is Wednesday, April 3rd through Friday, April 5th. Open Networking Summit is the industry's premier open networking event gathering enterprises, service providers, and cloud providers across the ecosystem to share learnings, highlight innovation, and discuss the future of open source networking, including SDN, NFV, orchestration, and the automation of cloud network and IoT services. Uh, additional details can be found at the linuxfoundation.org and just look up um, no, Networking North America. So. All right, very good. And the week after that, we have a few open source events coming up. Well, just some events in general, because the last one's uh, an actual amateur radio event, which we don't list a lot of those. 
but for open source stuff, we have DrupalCon Seattle 2019. That's going to be in Seattle, of course, uh, from April 8th through the 12th of 2019. Uh, DrupalCon is a premier open source community-driven event that gathers over 3,000 of the top digital minds using Drupal for a week. Uh, that's a, probably a week of collaboration, knowledge sharing, friendship, and moving the projects forward. So if you want to check out DrupalCon, uh, geez, we're both trying to do the thing at the same time. All right. <laughs> of, 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 week of, 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 Collaborative of, of, editors. Of, of, of. Yeah, we love Here, them. Here, I'll fix that. All right, you fix that. <laughs> uh, link, of course, to the conference and information about it will be in the show notes. And then we also have coming up Open West, which is going to be in Sandy, Utah, from April 10th through the 12th of 2019. Join us for the annual Open West Conference with topics for developers, designers, engineers, and business leaders. We use open standards and technologies to solve business needs from the cloud to the desktop. The conference features a variety of presentations, workshops, and activities to address business needs, help individuals build a stronger skill set, and strengthen community user groups. Attendees will learn how emerging free and open source technologies shape the cloud while networking with experts and peers from across a broad range of fields. So check that out. And then in the amateur radio world, there's a conference coming up. From April 12th through the 14th of 2019 in Visalia, California, the 70th International DX Convention, sponsored by the North California DX Club, will be held again at the beautiful, so say them, Visalia Conference Center. If you're a DXer or interested in any aspect of ham radio, then IDXC is the place to be. Top DX operators and contesters from around the world will be there. You'll match those familiar call signs with new faces and shake hands with the person you've had a sked with, sked with for the past 10 years, but never met. We intend to make IDXC 2019 the best DX convention ever and hope you'll be able to join us. And information about that, of course, will be in the show notes. So there you go. You can see beautiful Visalia, California. Apparently, it's not far from uh, the Sequoia Redwood Forest. So Bill should go. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, you're a lot closer than we are. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's, uh, it's about, uh, I don't know. I think it's like 18 hours to drive to, to San Francisco. Nice. That's a long way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, before we get into the world of hedonism, we'll talk about the LHS open source challenge for the next fortnight, which is to contact any of the LHS hosts via JS8 call the next fortnight. <laughs> Because I've been using JSA Call a little bit, and there's not a lot of activity on there, so it'd be kind of cool to talk to somebody on JSA Call. And Bill, you can fire up JSA Call, right? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I haven't even fired up my station. <laughs> I got to get that going first. Air. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm so bad. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, now right, that well, it's starting to warm up outside, I, I might actually go spend some time in the garage. So that means I can actually clean up the area around it that I've just kind of trashed because I'm like, well, I'm not coming back out here till summer. <laughs> right. All right. Well, it may be me that you're talking to because I'm the only one running JSA call. But either way, give it a shot. We'll see what happens. And then we'll dive into food and booze food and, and exciting things now so in hedonism for the next fortnight we'll start as we always do with cheryl's recipe corner yeah yeah this this week's recipe is probably something that russ won't eat which is odd because he loves peanut butter uh but when i say that i want chicken satay which i love he wrinkles his nose up at me no chicken satay is probably one of the only vietnamese foods 
or Thai foods that I actually do like. <laughs> okay, well, you, usually when I suggest it, you're like, mm-hmm. no. Usually when you suggest going to a Thai restaurant, I kind of go, mm-hmm, yeah, because I don't really like a lot of Thai food. But satay is one of the things I do gotcha. actually enjoy. Okay. So. <laughs> well, but see, now I'm not a huge peanut butter fan, so you know this this is how it's weird. Um, but today when I was I was just trying to decide on a recipe looking through my recipe of a zillion different uh, favorite recipes. Um, I stumbled across this dish that I've probably not made in 18 years. So maybe I can give it some rest to give it one more try. As I just said, I like chicken today, so go ahead and make it. (laughs) All right. So this week is for peanut chicken stir fry. It has water, peanut butter, soy sauce, brown sugar, minced garlic, sesame oil, vegetable oil, uh, boneless, skinless chicken breast, uh, fresh broccoli, shredded carrots, bean sprouts, cornstarch, water, and rice or noodles to serve it over. And then you can garnish it with peanut, sesame seeds, green onions. You can also, if you want to throw in some tofu, um, that's always good. And if you want a little bit of spice, you can throw it in some sriracha. Ooh, spicy. Spicy, (laughs) yeah. And, of course, the recipe will be in the show notes. In the show notes. It's in its entirety, so you can make... Peanut butter chicken, stir fry. Yeah. Because <laughs> we want people to eat. And we know people have actually commented on the show that they have actually made your recipes. Wow. So you're not just saying recipes and everyone's ignoring you. People are actually making your food. So, wow. Cool. Yeah. It is pretty cool. Maybe next week I'll do my Guinness gravy or something. Ooh, Guinness gravy. Yeah. Which is still in the refrigerator. You just get. You need to get Neil to come on the show and tell everybody how to make pasties. Oh no, he probably would. Well, I don't know. He's he's he got might. a business around those. We'll we'll see. Yeah, his <laughs> business is here. That's not worldwide. Well, that there is that. That's true. All right. So anyway, moving on to my drink corner, I'm going to talk about Smooth Ambler Old Scout American Whiskey. Uh, there are quite a few different varieties of Smooth Ambler. This is the American Whiskey version. There's like a 107 and a small batch and a this and a that and the other thing, but this is the one I happen to have in front of me. Uh, the description of this coming directly from Smooth Ambler is, Old Scout American Whiskey is a union of two whiskeys distilled from classic bourbon mash bills. One is aged in new oak barrels and the other matured in rejuvenated recharred bourbon casks. And while this unique aging excuses the marriage from being called bourbon, that's an uh, interesting way to put that. Uh, it shares all of the character and drinkability you would expect from a whiskey on the brink of being one. Like the other Old Scout whiskey, it is, it is blended in limited, hand-selected batches and without chill filtration. All right, so the mash bill on this is mostly undisclosed, but it's 36% rye. And it is not a bourbon, so it is not necessarily at least 51% corn. So we don't really know what the mash bill is, but we have that at least little bit of information. The ABV on this one is uh, kind of interesting, actually. It's 49.5%, which makes it 99 proof. It's uh, actually Smooth Ambler is out of West Virginia, but I kind of gather that most of the grains are sourced from somewhere else, including Tennessee. I'm not sure if any of the grains actually come from West Virginia, but that's where the distillery is. The color on this is a very light amber color. Apparently, the combination of recharred oak barrels and new oak barrels doesn't give it a particularly deep color, but that's okay. The nose on it is actually the best part of this whiskey uh, by far. The nose is green apple, like straight up front. It just like hits you in the face like you've just been into a Granny Smith. 
um, which is interesting for a whiskey. Um, there's also a hint of butter cake, and that's a very specific flavor. But if you think of, I don't know, sugary, fluffy, cakey kind of thing, you kind of get the idea. But if you've ever had butter cake, like St. Louis gooey butter cake, you don't know exactly what I'm talking about, but that's what it's, that's what it smells like. There's also a tiny hint of dark roast coffee, a little bit of graham cracker, and just at the back end, there's some rye spice. Of course, it is pretty high rye on the mash bill, so you're going to get some of that rye spiciness for sure. Uh, the taste is not nearly as exciting as the nose, unfortunately. You get baking spice right up front, and you also get very specifically Swedish gingerbread. Um, which is also called Pepakalka, and my mother will probably kill me for being really wrong about that, but I'm pretty, I think I'm close. <laughs> um, but the, but Pepakalka is, it's like a gingerbread, but it's different, and you'd it's almost. It's peppered. It, it yeah. has a spicy, peppery <clears throat> right. taste. Yeah. Um, but if you've ever had it, you'll, you'll taste it immediately. It's a very distinctive flavor. And this whiskey actually has it, which is kind of weird. Uh, but there's also oak in it, like barrel, you know, barrel oak, uh, sweet corn, a tiny hint of mint, uh, rye dryness on the tongue. Of course, it's very forward. So it's a rye. You know, there's a lot of rye in it. What are you going to do? You're going to get some rye. And then the finish is interesting because it's really, really long, but all of the flavor goes away. You have that spiciness, a little bit of the pepper cocker, because it's, uh, you know, it's very forefront at the beginning of the taste, so it lasts on the back of the taste, but it's basically just oak, dryness, and a little bit of pepper spice that lasts a really, really long time. I mean, we're talking on the order of like 30 to 40 seconds, you get this flavor. Uh, unfortunately, it's just not that interesting. <laughs> so, oh well. Uh, like I said, the nose is the best part of the, about this particular whiskey for sure the taste is not bad the finish is kind of lacking uh which is too bad because it's a really long finish i bought this bottle for 35 dollars, so it's a reasonably inexpensive whiskey it is a blend it's not a bourbon it's an american whiskey so take that for what it's worth uh there are some other expressions of this um so you know you might want to check it out it's not terrible for sure and the price right is or the price point is pretty good uh, this particular was batch 95, bottled by James. It's uh, handwritten on the bottle. And I'm going to give it um, a rating of 85 just because the nose is fantastic, the taste is mediocre, and the finish is pretty bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, the nice thing about a bad finish is you can overcome it by continuing to drink it. So there you go. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Bill, do you have anything you want to discuss before we wrap up? Uh, well, I'm back on Costco cheap red wine. Oh. You know, <laughs> the tax man is taking my beer money away. So, uh, so yeah, nothing to report here. <laughs> uh, that's because you reported everything on your taxes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Bill doesn't have anything, and I did not dig out any music to wind up the show with. I think we've probably gone long enough anyway. So, with that, we will go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Weekender, episode number 278 of Linux in the Ham Shack. We'll say, hope to see everybody in Hamvention coming up in seven weeks or so. 
And we really appreciate everybody tuning into the show, giving us a listen, and we hope to interact with you soon. So with that, we're out of here. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out. Linux in the Ham Shack and the Linux in the Ham Shack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribute Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.